This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Flights in and out of Hong Kong have resumed after two days of chaos, but now our government has issued a travel advisory telling Canadians to exercise a high degree of caution in Hong Kong. The Chinese military is massing on the border, and Foreign Affairs Minister Christian Freeland says Canadians in Hong Kong should contact the Canadian consulate if they need help. Now, I don't know how many consular officials are on the ground there, but about 300,000 Canadians live in Hong Kong. And I don't know how many of them are involved in the protests. So uh, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. Right now we are going to Charles Burton, Associate Professor of Political Science at Brock University. Matthew Bradley, Regional Security Director at International SOS and a former CIA agent. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Good to be on with you, Libby. Thanks for having me. Charles, let's start with you. Uh, My take on this, you know, this may have started as something specifically targeting the extradition treaty, but at the moment, it looks to me like the issue is that that the people in Hong Kong do not want to live under communist China, and I don't know how that gets resolved in any kind of peaceful way. Well, you know, certainly the people in Hong Kong feel betrayed by the um, by the joint declaration not being the joint declaration that formed the basis for Britain transferring Hong Kong to Chinese sovereignty in 1997. Uh, you know, is not being upheld the way it should have been. It required uh, for for China to agree to 50 years of no change, maintaining while Hong Kong would be part of China, it would be one country, two systems. So Hong Kong would be allowed to maintain its free market uh, system and independence of judiciary and human rights of freedom of expression and so on. And that um, it would be Hong Kong people ruling Hong Kong. And initially, uh, the commitment was that by 2017, that there would be a free and fair election of universal suffrage for um, the Hong Kong people to choose the chief executive officer of Hong Kong, in other words, the successor to the British governor. China is not, um, particularly since Xi Jinping, the current president, came into power in 2012, China has been gradually um, uh, infringing on these uh, guarantees. And first of all, they didn't allow for the free and fair election of the the, uh, chief of Hong Kong. Uh, Obviously, that would have a an enormous impact inside China and other cities if, if the Chinese Communist authorities agreed to a free election of a politician. And then, as you say, they brought in this extradition um, proposal, which would have allowed the government of the People's Republic of China to request to Hong Kong that any Hong Kong, uh, any person in Hong Kong could be sent to the United uh, to China to face um, Chinese justice, which, you know, is highly politicized um pervasive use of torture and interrogation, more application of the death penalty than all the other countries of the world combined. And so that would have put the pay to Hong Kong's judicial independence. So I think these demonstrators are 
are um, angry, feel betrayed by China and the international community, and are not going to be giving up uh, because this is really their last stand to maintain the free and democratic culture of Cantonese Hong Kong that they um, that they call home. Matthew Bradley, what's your take on this? Well, we have three key messages of advice. This is the important thing for people who are planning to go there, to be flexible with their itinerary. Uh, travel can continue, that's our advice, but they have to be flexible about your itinerary. Uh, make sure that the reason why you went there, whether it's business or pleasure, is still possible. Uh, we always uh, advise people to avoid all demonstrations. If a demonstration starts where you are, then leave the area. If it if you can't leave the area, then we advise people to seek shelter away from the demonstration. And then finally, expect further protests. Uh, we can uh, expect that uh, things will continue over the weekend, uh, probably in larger numbers. And so we can uh, expect people to need to be flexible over the coming days. I'd like to bring in Chuck Kwan of the Toronto Association for Democracy in China. Hi, Chuck. Oh, hi. We- Oh, he's there. Okay, I thought we just lost you. Uh, So again, I mean, I don't see how this gets resolved in any kind of peaceful way. What What is your view? Uh, I I don't see it either. Uh, We are playing into a long game that China has right now. Uh, China can sit and wait. They don't want to lose face. Uh, And then, as Charles mentioned, uh, we are fraught with. Uh, basically what's happening, uh, what happened 30 years ago. Uh, Very eerie similarity between what happened in Tiananmen Square and what's going to happen or may happen in Hong Kong. So um, it basically is a fairly uh, peaceful protest that has been crushed by military power uh, sent in at this time will be sent in from China. And this is something that uh, I fear will happen. Uh, I just um, I just want to get in on that. I mean, there was violence on both sides. And, and we all saw the pictures of that reporter for the one of the Chinese news agencies being literally uh, uh, tied up. I, I want to say something about that. Okay. Um, um, when we have headlines called violent clashes in Hong Kong, I think it misrepresents the whole situation. Uh, we did see, uh, obviously, a small number of people who had uh, uh, marched into the legislature and also tied up the reporter. But we also see footages of Chinese um, public safety agencies, people dressed in black, pretending to be protesters, these are agent provocateurs. These are people who were filmed in, in airports beating up uh, people, uh, pretending they're protesters. So we have seen a lot of these embedded uh, agent provocateurs sent in by the Hong Kong government, sent in by the Chinese government um, to provoke violence and to uh, beget violence uh, on behalf of the protesters. So we, and I said that with a uh, very, very disturbing kind of uh, uh, worry, because this is exactly the kind of tactics that the Chinese would employ um, to, discred- to discredit the protesters. Certainly, I'm not denying there are, there are, there are violent elements in, in, in that, but they're no, long, no different from uh, the regular vandalism. It doesn't, certainly does not um, bring up to the, to the uh, level of uh, being a riot. Uh, Charles Burton, 
Do you have a sense <clears throat> on um, the involvement of people there who are also Canadian citizens? Oh, yes. I think that there are Canadians involved. I mean, there are 300 Canadian, 300,000 Canadians at least in Hong Kong. Um, and among the over 600 people that have been arrested, there are surely uh, quite a number of Canadians. Our government hasn't uh, made any comments on that. I, I, I feel that, uh, you know, Hong Kong is not a place that um, is stable. It would be highly desirable for Canadians to come back to safety in Canada until the situation clarifies. And I, I wish that our government was more proactive in in trying to encourage that, because uh, if, as Chuck uh, points out, this thing is suppressed through brutal violence, um, the, the consequences will be horrendous. And then there would be the additional issue, which is whether the Chinese authorities would uh, recognize the Canadian citizenship of this large number of persons of Chinese origin resident in Hong Kong who hold our passport. And, uh, uh, unlikely, I would say. <laughs> Unlikely. Well, I would. I, I want to say that uh, Chinese law Chinese does not recognize heritage. Just, just Chinese, not not even if they have foreign passports in their hands. Yeah. Ju- no, go I, ahead, I, Chuck. I, can I? Uh, I just want to say something very uh, 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 direct. China does not recognize any people of Chinese descent holding a Canadian passport as a Canadian citizen. They they deem them even to second generation as Chinese citizens. So they are going to apply the law as they, as they like on these people. So I don't think any of the uh, 300,000, of, of which the majority of them are Chinese, of Chinese uh, descent, uh, are going to get any protection uh, with, uh, from the Canadian uh, consulate or high commissioner. And lo- look at what's happening to the two micros in, in Beijing right now. Um, my, my, and neither my, of them my, uh, are Chinese origin. <laughs> right. My, my, worry, my worry is that we're talking about safety of Hong Kong. I, I think we're playing into China's game right now. Uh, they, want to make, they want to shut down the airport for no good reason. The protest, my, my sister landed at the uh, Hong Kong airport two day, uh, the day before the, the shutdown, which is the second day of protest. And she was marveling how how peaceful the protest was. And now, the third day, they shut down the airport. I want to question who... The, the protesters do not disturb the operation of an airport. Okay, they might inconvenience passengers, but they certainly do not shut down the airport on flights landing and, and departing. So my question is, who did this? Are they doing this to provoke a crisis of an international nature? So the whole world will then condemn the, the protesters. I, I certainly want uh, Canada to stand very firm uh, about um, the situation in Hong Kong. But I don't want Canada to stand firm just because we have 300,000 Canadians in there. That's not the point. The point is that the whole of Hong Kong right now, uh, we have seen a peaceful protest of 2 million people strong. They're now being um, derailed by tactics, uh, dirty tactics. You look at the triads in the metro station. None of them were charged uh, for beating up 40 people in the metro station. So I want to know what's happening, uh, what are the tactics that Chinese government and the Hong Kong government are using to derail this peaceful protest and to blame everything on the protesters. 
when in fact they have every right to protest and they have the the right reason to protest as well. Uh, Matthew Bradley, do you have confidence that the Canadian government would be able to help people who need help, as Christian Freeland said? Uh, I do have confidence in the Canadian government. I do believe that they would be able to uh, at least advocate on behalf of those who are in uh, who are in Hong Kong. I don't know how that situation would be resolved uh, diplomatically uh, or politically, but I do know, uh, believe that the Canadian government would attempt to help them. I would attempt. Okay, and and Charles Burton, what? Uh, where do you think this goes from here? Well, it's not looking at all good. The Chinese government refuses to acknowledge the legitimacy of the protesters' concerns. They attribute the um, the demonstrations to um, uh, the CIA um, somehow or other coordinating this activity, and have even uh, mentioned a, a, a U.S. consular official as being the black hand behind the whole thing. And so from that point of view, there seems to be no mood uh, in Beijing to be conciliatory or try and respond to some of the protesters' demands to tamp down the, the tensions. And as Chuck points out, they are using these agents provocateurs to try and discredit the, the movement. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's looking as if violence is going to be the answer, particularly with the upcoming October 1st celebration of the 70th anniversary of the establishment of the People's Republic of China, which is something that will have a lot of celebratory activities that the government of China would not want to have uh, detracted by by um, a continuing uh, discontent in Hong Kong. So I, I'm not optimistic about a peaceful resolution. I'm not optimistic that the protesters will simply withdraw, as they did in 2014 after 79 days. And I'm thinking that the, the Chinese regime method of dealing with dissent is to suppress it through violence. And despite the enormous cost to Hong Kong that this would incur, this may be um, uh, the path that they will take, which will have devastating consequences all around. Well, um, unfortunately, uh, I think uh, you're probably right. We, we're out of time on this for today, but obviously this is a situation that we're following closely. A lot of people here in Toronto have family there, and uh, a lot of Canadians are already there. Uh, so thank you so much to Chuck Kwan, Matthew Bradley, and Charles Burton. appreciate your time very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.